Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and, you know, let us know who you are and a little bit about what you do. Okay, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm Dr. Vivian Rodriguez. I'm an educational psychologist. I'm a blogger, an educator, and a coach. And, um, you know, ma- mainly my content, I talk about, uh, like, affordable style, you know, creating and mental health. I started blogging um, around two- 2016 after my 40th birthday. And um, kind of the impetus was... I wanted to have a space to be creative, try something different. I had already been an educational psychologist for over a decade. So, I, you know, my kids were getting older, just figured it would be something um, fun to do. So I started doing that. And at first it was just like pictures, like self- mirror selfies with a laundry basket in the background looking really sloppy. Um, but it was just outfits. And um, after that, about two years in um, to blogging, I launched a podcast called Don't Mix In. And then with that, I started to kind of blend more of the mental health and other kind of topics, having a little bit more substance. And um, I was uh, also pursuing my doctorate. So I already earned my doctorate in educational leadership. And, um, you know, in my day job, I run a program for students with emotional and behavioral disabilities. So that's been something I've been doing and I love. So, yeah, so I just, I like to create content to have something that um, kind of represents women in a different way. Um, and, you know, as a midsize, sometimes plus size um, woman and a woman with, you know, different responsibilities trying to show that we can still talk about style and substance. I love it. And your whole feed is like so gorgeous. You know, I'm like, wow, I'm going to get my life together. (laughs) (laughs) So you are a woman who wears many hats, it sounds like, right? So Mm -hmm. um, educational psychology and blogging, podcasting. And so how is it that you, you know, find some level of harmony within all of that? I don't know about balance, but maybe Mm -hmm. some harmony with all of the hats that you wear. Right. and, you know, just like your your own wellness. Yeah. You know, I think for me, what's been important is I, I prioritize my time. I keep my social circle really small. Um, a lot of my images are with my sister. She does like film editing. And, and so she's very detail oriented. And we just make a day of it. We just go and she'll do, we'll do a shoot and take pictures and then we'll go get lunch or something. And then sometimes I just do them myself or my teenage daughter has helped me do them. But um, I, you know, you can't do everything and, um, and I don't want to do everything. So I just had to kind of prioritize the way I spend my time. And I, I like blogging. I like creating it's something I can control, you know, in terms of the pacing of it and how much I do. Um, I know there's, you know, there's some people who are creating content like crazy. I can't do that because, you know, I have my other responsibilities. So I think it's just, I kind of, it kind of ebbs and flows and I go with it. So there's times that, I will create more because I'm really, you know, in a, in a mood and, and getting a lot of ideas. And I, I take advantage of that time and, and write those ideas down in my notes of my phone or just, you know, batch content during that time. And then there's times where I need a break from it 
Um, and then I like, you know, kind of focusing a lot more on my day job where it kind of gives me balance. So I'm not like worried about, oh, this dress or a belt. I'm worried about like people's lives, <laughs> you know, all the stuff that's, that, you know, matters in a, in a different way. Um, so, so for me, it's just been um, kind of paying attention to when uh, I'm needing a break from, from either. And, and I feel like it kind of fills my cup. I love that. You have already dropped so many gems. I'm over here taking a note. So everyone that's listening, the whole tribe, we're all students in this tribe. So, you know, if you have not yet gotten your notebook out and started jotting down what resonates with you, um, now's the time. Okay. Don't, don't be scared to go back and listen to it again. But, you know, you mentioned some things that I think are really key to being able to, to sustain anything, Mm. whether it's your relationships or work or the balance of it all. Um, As you mentioned, one, keeping your social circle really small. Two, you can't do everything. And then three, things ebb and flow and you have to go with it. So um, as we kind of go down those three, maybe a little bit more, um, for you, what what is the significance of keeping your social circle small? Because I feel like sometimes people, maybe it's because of FOMO or... Uh-huh. Um, wanting to be accepted or something like people want to have so many friends. And I asked the question of kids when I, in the school that I work at and also my adult clients, like how many friends do you feel like you need? Cause relationships are a lot of work. So yeah, yeah. keeping your social circle small, you know, well, you know, you, you will probably understand going to graduate school and getting, you know, other degrees, it takes your time. And so you kind of see who's still around when you are consumed Mm -hmm. by your education. So I have friends that, you know, do the same thing. They're educational psychologists, so they get it. Or we just mesh really well where they don't, they, they expect what I can give. You know, I don't feel like um, they're asking me to do something that they know I can't um, and, and vice versa. And I think that I also, you know, my family is, is a lot of what my social circle is too. And it's, I'm fine. Some people that doesn't work for them because of the dynamics in their family or at your distance, but I live five minutes away from my, my parents. So I have, you know, that support system as well. I also think it's important that I don't really, um, I don't say I don't care what people think. I'm just not too preoccupied by that, by that. And my friends know that. Um, so that helps me be able to create and take chances with content. So when I started four years ago, a lot of people were not, you know, around me blogging or Instagram. It was, it was popular, but not everybody was doing influencing yet. And so people, you know, some people were scratching their head, like, what, what is she doing? And I was, okay <laughs> with, I was okay with that. I was just like, whatever. And they kind of like, they know I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway, you know? And so um, having less opinions and less white noise, I think that helps you be a little more settled in and take, take more risks and enjoy creating and, um, and with that, without the worry about judgment and, and that sort of thing. So I think that's like a big piece for me. I just don't, I don't get too concerned as long as I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not preoccupied with the opinions of others. I love it. That's really, I think that's going to be really helpful. Now you also mentioned you can't do everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that everything that you mentioned is not like rocket science, <laughs> but I think that sometimes it's helpful to have the reminders and to hear someone else say it um, that we would look at and maybe make certain perceptions about. And right. so I think that maybe even spe- more specifically, women oftentimes feel a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to be able to juggle a lot. And then women of color, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, BIPOC women, uh, maybe even more so have this level of pressure as far mm-hmm. as 
you know, carrying weight on our shoulders to do a lot. And so you mentioning like you can't do everything and that you have your sister who can help you with certain stuff and, Uh um, you know, whatever that might look like for somebody. Speak to a person that, you know, um, maybe they learned growing up that they had to do it all, you know, you know, they can rely on other people. I mean, yeah, I think that I I got to that conclusion after um, having situations where my body was like, no, you Mm -hmm. can't do everything, you know, like getting carpal tunnel at like 31 and Mm -hmm. not officially, but having to wear like a brace and look like Darth Vader, you know, like that's not cute. (laughs) That didn't go with your your outfit. No, it's too stylish. not, Not cute. So, you know, your body will tell you like, knock it off. You need to relax. And you have to think about why do you want to do everything, you know? And then and then it, it turns out where you're not going to do a lot of stuff well. Hmm. So I think it's important to just, again, um, I didn't, this wasn't overnight. It was over time where I was like, oh, maybe I need to not be doing X, Y, and Z. And um, and I think not hustle, hustle for your worthiness, hustle for your value. And we do have a lot of models of women, um, hmm. the generation right before me, where you you're doing everything for everybody and you know getting your nails done or your hair done is seen as kind of like oh that's you know being vain you know like why are you doing something for yourself and mm. um what i think it's great about this era is that there is more like self care is normalized um being um you know accessing counseling is getting to be normalized not completely but it's getting better where it's not where people are like, oh, you know, you're crazy. No, you just need to talk to somebody and, and process some things. Um, so, but again, I think it, the, the first thing was like, I had to stop worrying about what other people think. That That's, you know, and, and I think when you free yourself of that, you can really think about how do I want to spend my time? And it can change. There might be times where you want to uh, create more content or you want to really dig in deep if you're, you know, in a service um, type of industry, um, like mental health and all that, and um, helping and helping people, you want to get into that, like when I was doing my doctorate. So but yeah, doing it all, it just means you're going to burn yourself out. And then you you don't enjoy it, you know, because you're not fully present. I love that you mentioned that doing it all is just going to lead you to burnout land. And mm-hmm. nobody knows that. burnout is also not cute. No, so- it's, not cute. it's hard. And you can't fake it, you know, um, with mm-hmm. any of these types of jobs, uh, the helping profession or creating content, people can tell if you're kind of like vacant and something's going on, it'll come through. Wow. So the last thing that you had kind of mentioned before we switch gears was that things will ebb and flow mm-hmm. and that you go with it. But I think that what happens is in life, things will ebb and flow, i.e. 2020, yeah. and we will resist the flow and mm-hmm. the ebb. Yeah. So how is it that you've learned? I'm sure this was a process over time. How yeah. is it that you learned to maybe let go or or not be resistant um, in times that things ebb and flow? Right. You know, I think that, well, first, um, you know, and I think my listeners and my podcast and my feed, they know I was married before and I got divorced. And, you know, you don't get married thinking you're going to get divorced, but that didn't go as planned. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think when you have a few things that don't go as planned and you realize it's okay. Um, yeah that'll, that'll kind of free you from that, you know? And then the other thing is sometimes, um, we want to force the timing. And if, if we let it just be, we'll realize that the timing, uh, you know, the way it kind of works out is better for us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, 
uh, yeah, but I, but I think it just comes with over time having situations that you had no control over, really, and things did not work out the way you wanted them. And you have to learn to accept it and, and be okay with it and be like, you know, what if, okay, let's say this didn't happen and it happened the way I wanted. Something else could happen. I get hit by a car, <laughs> you know, because wow. I was, yeah. So I, I really feel like being okay with the things, the way things are un, unfolding, being patient with yourself. And, um, and not taking things too seriously too is, is what, what helps, you know? Um, and I think working in the helping profession and seeing, you know, youth, um, be resilient or evolve or, or, or struggle. And then you see them change and you, you realize like things take time and it's okay. And if I would have pushed on something or if they would have pushed on something, things would not worked out the way, you know, that, um, they really need to, you know, and you, you miss some gifts. By, by pushing too much. Wow. I love that you mentioned that because I, I do work at a school and what I recognized, because that was the first time I worked in that space, mm-hmm. um, I guess maybe with my, my set of awareness that I have now. Um, and so I would be doing recess duty and watching mm-hmm. the kids play, having a good time. And, you know, a kid will get hit in the head with a ball you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, you're watching the ball fly and you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and you look at them and they're, they're like, look at you and you're like, what? what's going on here? Uh-huh. And then they're like, they're fine. And they keep running and playing with their friends. And I'm like, wow. You know what yeah. I mean? And then I got hit with a ball. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, oh, no. <laughs> and then I, as an adult, <laughs> I'm like, I have like playground PTSD. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, I'm yeah. just going to stay around the edges. But kids are so resilient. And if we mm-hmm. could tap into some of, you know, the resilience that we had as children, mm-hmm. um, I think that it would serve us really well as adults. Yeah, they just don't have the same agenda we have. They don't have the stuff that we have, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, oh, I got to do it this way. Oh, the person's looking at me They're, you know, they, they have a little bit of that in terms of like social pressure, but they just don't have the same like intense agenda that if we don't mm-hmm. do this by this time, like the timeline that especially women have, um, or gets imposed on them, you know, kids don't have that, that kind of, you know, nonsense going on. So, um, it, it lets them just be you know, and they can be fully present, um, more than, than we can. We kind of lose that over time because we kind of start getting caught up. Ooh, the agenda that the timelines, yeah. that's a whole different mm-hmm. podcast episode. Yeah. In and- <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you would like to share real quick about affordable fashion, because, um, you know, I do talk a lot about mental health and money, the crossover of those two things. Right. And a lot of, you know, a lot of my listeners are millennials. They're also creative. So they might be in front of a camera. They might be trying to grow, you know, their small business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. For you, um, what does affordable fashion look like? I think the first thing is making sure you find things that work for your your body frame. I wouldn't even say your weight or whatever, just the way you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of your body's put together. <laughs> so making sure you find pieces that you feel good in. And the way you could find that out is you put something on and you go walk around and be out and, and you notice how you feel in it and how people respond to you too. Um, you know, so I just, I, I have kind of different items that I know for sure that work for me, like a wrap style top, for instance, or a wrap style mm-hmm. dress. And then you just start to kind of replicate that you have, you create like little kind of uniforms in a sense of things that you know that go and work for you. And then I think you find colors that, you know, light you up the colors that you tend to be drawn to, to decorate your, your space, you know? Um, and I think just being mindful of that so that 
you open your closet and you have a bunch of different kind of combinations of things you can put together. And I, you know, I used to be in a position where I supervised psychologists and I was using, I was wearing stuff that was more expensive because I was in a different type of role. And, um, so I had to kind of redo my wardrobe when I changed um, jobs and, and working more at a school site because, you know, things can happen or things can get dirty. Um, so I think it's just kind of getting away from the labels, but more on the fit, the fabric, how it falls on your frame. Um, and then just having like some good, you know, basics that you can go back to that you can mix and match in different ways. But um, I'm not like into like fast fashion too much. It's just, again, just making sure things work for you and, you know, being uh, open to thrifting too is, is something that I think is, is worthwhile as well. I love that. That's all really great tips. I think that, um, everyone listening can use. So in your journey, as far as, you know, you're wearing the multiple hats, you find balance and cause not everybody wants to just do the influencer or, you know, social media online presence thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, you've you've got your day job. And for someone who's trying to decide, you know, whether they want to live in both lands or one or the other, what would you suggest? Like, have you ever gotten to the point where you're like, eh, I know you said you take breaks, but mm-hmm. have you felt like maybe I need to let go of of one of these things? No, I haven't. Um, and yeah, it's interesting because I see some people, they kind of cross over. I love my job um, and I like the people I work with. I, I find purpose in it. And I feel like um, having both makes me better at both, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I, you know, the, um, you know, being a, a service provider working in mental health, that can be taxing and it can be pretty intense. And there's, you know, there's some sad stories too, right? So I feel like then having something creative un- unrelated to, to that, um, that I can take chances and, and, and I can kind of, it's my own thing, um, helps me be better, um, as a, an educational psychologist. And then I think having the depth of having a job that is, is totally different and it's working with people and, and trying to, to help others have, you know, better their lives in a sense. Um, I think that makes me um, kind of a more interesting influencer because at my captions, I can talk about things mm-hmm. with confidence, you know, um, in terms of mental health or self-care, um, you know, creating a space for yourself, that, that sort of thing. So I, I don't I don't see myself getting to a point that I'm going to let go of one or the other um, because I'm I'm but I know there's some people that that is what their goal is, you know, um, sort of thing. I think you need to think about what would you do for free? And for me, I would be, I can be super, you know, into reading an article about, um, self-regulation and, um, you know, mental health. And I could be excited about going to target, you know? (laughs) So so those, I, I, yeah, it's things that you would just do for free. I think you're fine you know, and, and staying like, what's your North star? My North star is making sure that women go on my site and go, Oh, Hey, cool. I could wear that, you know, and it looks accessible, accessible to them, or it makes them feel like they're not alone. Like the topic of not having children. I have kids, but you know, I have people around who don't have kids and I think it's fine. There's no reason to have kids if you don't want them, you know, Mm -hmm. or if it's not going to work for you. So, so that's what I, I, I feel like just kind of being clear on your North star um, you know, and, and then, yeah, if one seems like it's not filling your cup, then yeah, let it go. But for now, both are filling my cup pretty well. So 
Love that. I appreciate you for sharing. I, I think that, you know, the more that conversations like this can occur and people can hear the variety of different perspectives mm-hmm. and stories that are out there, uh, the more that they can maybe find their North Star, because maybe some people don't even know, you know, what it is, like what it is they're looking for it. Um, but I think that these conversations will jog the brain to to start mm-hmm. getting more like you mentioned and figure out you know what your what your harmony looks like within this wild world that we live in yeah yeah. I mean and it could change right over time it can change depending on um you know your life kind of dynamics maybe you get married you have kids and then you're you're it changes a little bit but um but I think overall again if you're kind of really clear with your purpose you you can do both things you know and and it can be okay it's just you may not skyrocket you know, with the influencing as quickly, if you're not for me, like, you know, it's four years I've been doing it. And I've now I'm getting a lot more incoming brand deals. Um, I'd say like the last like year and a half. And prior to that, I wasn't getting as much, but you know, I wasn't, I was working through a doctorate, you know, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, just just getting a doctorate and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I appreciate you so much. Let us know, you know, where we can support you. Where are you most active on social? And obviously when your podcast can be um, accessed so that the tribe can come and find you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at live by Viv. And then my blog is also live by Viv. And then the podcast is called Don't Mix In. It can be found anywhere you find your podcasts. I appreciate you so much. Nothing but gratitude, um, you know, for what you do. And I think this year, especially anyone that I talk to that's in mental health, I'm just like, thank you, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's been a wild year for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, anyone that I know that's in mental health, I'm just like, thank you so much for the work mm-hmm. that you do all the time, but especially, you know, this year with everything going on. And so I do appreciate you and, and what you seek to do in the world, just finding where, oh. you know, your area of impact is. and thriving in that space. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. All set. That's that. Okay, that was great. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.